Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Magically Cruise in the Cruise Podcast where we share our personal cruise tips and reviews to help you make the most out of your next sailing. My name's Kira and I'm a travel agent specialising in all things cruise, Disney and North America and I'm joined by my fellow co-host. Hi, I'm Sarah and I write over at Cruising for All and Cruising with Kids and Mini Travellers. Brilliant. And today it's kind of a special day because I don't know if you saw it, Sarah, on social media, but I'm pretty sure it was like this morning, maybe yesterday in America, that Icon of the Seas arrived in Miami for the very first time. Did you, know, did you spot any of the clips that were going around the internet? I have, and I've been watching following the pool parties. Well. <laughs> have you seen that they're taking all the crew on a party? That's so it's been amazing, isn't it? <laughs> but, um, I know. It's been really good to follow it and see yeah. the journey as she comes in. No, it's been really cool to kind of just see the finishing touches come together because I think Royal have been quite secretive about those finishing touches as kind of the ship is going through. So she's obviously left from the um, shipyard. She's gone down to Cadiz in kind of Spain. She's kind of had all the artwork installed in Spain. There's the transatlantic journey where they've been doing kind of a lot of their testing on board to kind of test um, all the features to make sure everything works properly and go through kind of like um, crew training. Then she arrived at Perfect Day Coco Cay for the day. And what I think, and this is what you're talking about, isn't it? What was really cool was they let all the crew have the day off just to enjoy Perfect Day Coco Cay as well before they start serving guests. I think it's really cool and really nice type of thing. So that was great. And then, yeah, she's made her way to Miami, which I'm sure now she's not sailing for another, by the time we're filming this anyway, she's got another week or two before she starts sailing with paid guests. But I'm sure she's going to start doing some media previews and press previews for those UK, for those US travel agents and press members as well. So we're literally, by the time this episode comes out anyway, Icon of the Seas will be sailing with her first revenue guest, which I think is an amazing landmark and really exciting. Yeah, and I think going back to when they took all the the crew on, um, you know, these people are employed by Royal Caribbean. Their their job is to to serve people and they're people as well. And I think it's really yeah. good that they get to experience it before, not only before anybody else, but then that they, I think it's like with what we do, you sell travel, we, we sell or we, we provide travel information, but yeah. we do that because we're passionate about the product because we experience it. So the fact that they've experienced it, I think is only right firstly. And secondly, great because they, they then get what people are passionate about rather than yeah. just being there and just treated like a member of staff. I think it's brilliant. No, definitely. It's lush. It's, I think it's really nice to see kind of their excitement for the ship as well. And I think seeing them pull into Miami, especially how excited they are to have that iconic first ever arrival. And I think Miami Cruise Terminal is so iconic when, and there's one of my favorite TikTok influencers. I can't remember his name now, sorry, but he films all the ships coming in each day and leaving each night. And he starts like calling it like the Miami catwalk now where you see all the ships just coming down that stretch into Miami Cruise Terminal and turning around to dock up. And it was just so iconic seeing quite literally Icon of the Seas coming down that stretch with all the water fountains spraying kind of in front of it. it it's it's definitely, you can't mistake it from the front anyway. It's got such an iconic front. Um, she's a beautiful, beautiful ship. I know some people are kind of saying from the back, she looks quite messy because of all the water slides and everything. But that just looks like fun to me. <laughs> I just look, see all those slides and I see fun rather than see a mess. But I think she's a beautiful ship. I, w- I wonder if that's why they... they um. I've got Messius, <laughs> the icon. <laughs> I just think um, that was a really genius move, actually, having Messi, because he's just obviously himself a world icon. So to have him as not the godfather, but the icon, I thought was brilliant. I thought that was a really good move. And for kids everywhere, boys and girls that like football. Oh, I didn't realize, is that who the icon Oh, yeah, is the- yeah. So they've, they've said, we're not we're having a godfather or godmother this time. We're going to have an icon. And the icon is, me- I thought you were uh, laughing a bit odd then, like you didn't really, no. yeah, so they've, they've chose Messi. <laughs> I missed something entirely. Messi is icons. So I bet, I bet Ronaldo's spitting feathers. 
<laughs> but um, I think it's a really good move, and I think it's um, it's a good ambassador, Great. especially for a family cruise ship, because kids love him. Yeah. And you know, this year and all this stuff is one. So I think it's brilliant. I think it's interesting as well, like you say, that it feels like they're doing something different with this ship. So the fact that they haven't gone for the typical godmother experience, they've gone for kind of the icon um, to, to kind of christen the ship. I think it's very telling and it does feel like for Royal, even though they've done something game-changing and different with every class of ship, it feels like more than ever, this ship is kind of experimenting with the formula of what it means to be a Royal Caribbean cruise as well. I, I don't know, it's quite exciting actually. I think it's a probably the most exciting ship launch coming this year at least anyway yeah and we've wrote a few press pieces for it we've we've wrote stuff on the blog and still i can't get my head around the ship it's like i feel like it's one of those that you can't just unpick it you need to see it to believe it and unlike yeah. the other ships i'd say yeah yeah definitely so we were just talking before we started filming wasn't it about like well what are we going to talk about I'm like well there's so much to talk about but I can't remember everything. There's so much about this ship, so many new spaces. And there's obviously the key headlines, like when we get shared these with Royal and you get them as well, same as me type of thing, about the fact that, you know, there are eight neighborhoods on board, 20 decks, 30 all new experiences and 40 ways to dine and drink. They're the key numbers that they've given us, at least anyway, to kind of talk about this ship. Trying to remember every single one of those without being on the ship and seeing and being able to touch and feel it is really difficult. But I think it's just telling as well of just like how much choice there is going to be on this ship and how I feel like this is kind of the um, the top end of kind of royal thinking about that whole how is the family vacation at the end of the day. That's what they specialize in is making sure that everyone in the family, be it the grandparents, the parents and the kids and the babies, they all have a fantastic holiday type of thing and make sure they're having a great time in this space for everyone on board this ship. And it, that's why it's so hard to talk about it because there's just so many amazing spaces type of thing. Um, I don't know whether or not you want to start with maybe what is the one thing or maybe the first thing that you kind of go in, this is the one thing I'm most excited about for this ship that's coming new to Icon. <laughs> Honestly, it's so much. Should we, should we start by looking at the neighbourhoods and what's different? Because they're all quite different. So, I mean, you've got the Aquadome behind you. So straight away, that's that's different. And well, this is why I was leading in with it, because selfishly, yeah. this is the one thing I'm the most excited about is the Aquadome. And I think it's such an exciting space and it's really new and unusual as well for the cruise industry. So, you know, if you've been on like an Oasis class ship, you're going to have the, um, is it the Sanctuary? Is it at the front? The adult only area? The Solarium? So, sanctuary? Um, I can't remember um, cold. It's not the Sanctuary. I've been in it as well and I can't remember. <laughs> So you kind of at the front, you've got that big dome at the front of it, which is kind of like the adult only space. But on this ship, it's completely different. But then equally, on the Oasis class of ships, you've got the Aqua Theatre, which is at the back of the ship. But for Icon class, they've mixed those two spaces and two concepts together. Now, it's not adult only, but they've got a giant solarium at the front of the ship called the Aqua Dome that is also home to the Aqua Theatre as well. So you've got these two great transformational spaces. But just seeing like the technology and the different placemaking they've got going on in the Aqua Dome, I... Every clip I see of this space looks beautiful. Like watching her doing a transatlantic um, sailing across now and they're filming in the Aquadome in the daytime and you can see the sun coming down as the ship's heading towards Miami type of thing. And you can see all the different bars and lounges and cafes they've got in this space for you to kind of, you know, exp- mim- um, to mingle about in. But then to have then that Aquadome, the theatre space in the middle of that as well, they were doing the high diving and all those kind of really great you know, stunts and tricks and everything that we love about, you know, the Aqua Theatre shows. To see that in a big transformational space, oh, it just looks it looks incredible. It look- and knowing Royal, how good they do their shows. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a fan of the, it's the solarium, isn't it? I just, I don't know. It just feels too inside for me. 
But um, I think we still feel pretty different. I think, and not only that, because I mean, look at your picture. Is it slightly open or is it not? Is it completely enclosed? Well, it's both. This is the really clever thing about it. It's completely enclosed and there are two different layers to it. So you've got the main glass layer, which is the bit kind of in front of where all the bars, the cafes and all the little alcoves are for you to sit in. But then inside, there's another structure, which is then the aqua theatre, the the kind of backdrop for the aqua theatre. But they've got some really clever technology whereby those panels that you can see, those little triangles in the video version of if you're watching a lot on YouTube, all those triangle panels open up to let light in during the daytime as well. So during the daytime, it's one big open air space type of thing. Um, It's obviously open air as in, it is still enclosed with the, the glass dome, um, but it's open areas and they let all the light into the whole space. And then when they need to in the evenings to kind of create the theatre space so they can do all those beautiful video projections onto that that backdrop, they close all the panels down to create this like theatre backdrop, basically, for all the, the, uh, the aqua theatre shows inside. So it's this completely transformational space, depends on whether it's being used for kind of daytime relaxing or whether it's going to be this high octane, you know, um, entertainment space in the evenings as well. I think it's going to be such an exciting place to be on the ship. And it's multi-use, isn't it? Because that's the thing about the slayer on the existing ship. So, right, you can go and eat in the restaurant at night. But other than that, it's a bit useless, really, because it shuts at a certain time. And so now they're actually making use of the space the whole way around, which just makes more sense with a big ship. So the next area we've got is Central Park. Now, I don't know if there's any big changes there, are there? Uh, well, one thing they've said is they've moved Azumi there. So there's now um, Azumi in the park, which I think is quite nice. Right. So again, it is a charge. But if you wanted to get kind of a light by bit of sushi during the daytime, you can just pop by Azumi in the park as well um, and grab that. So as a sushi lover, I love the fact they got kind of a bit of a grab and go sushi um, offering there as well. Um, there are other changes. I'm trying to remember what they are, but there's like a lot of dining changes with um, Central Park now as well. So it's still very much the upmarket kind of relaxed vibe type of thing that's more adult friendly than maybe kid friendly um but there's a few venue changes in there from my memory i'm trying to find the information on exactly what's in it i see they've got giovanni's on this one they're not jamie's italian haven't they i think as well like obviously central park such a famous icon on kind of the um oasis class of ships i think it's really cool as well to talk about the new cabin type they've got as well um that overlooks central park and also the more family friendly back end of the ship as well surfside um, they've got those new family cabins as well, which are kind of like um, split cabins. So you've got um, slightly bigger space in there, almost as if like it's two cabins together. So you've got that separation type of thing. So they've got a whole new type of cabin on board as well for those people who are traveling with families that maybe want a bit more space to spread out. So you're not kind of all together in the one cabin. Um, I think it's just really cool that they're innovating in kind of the available types of cabins as well for families so that larger families have got more space type of thing you're not having to always take out interconnecting cabins you can now book a type of cabin that is a family grade type of thing that has more more foot space more floor, um, square footage sorry and that is one of the really big questions that we get asked all the time in the group is are there cabins for families five families of six it's a really big deal so to give people that space and make it more accessible is because it's like finding a needle in a haystack isn't it so to actually say that the we've got these cabins, I think is excellent. Another thing we've got is a uh, living plant walls. So they they've got tiny bits of that on some of the other ships, but they, some of these are five decks high. So it's just I suppose bringing the inside out and making it more of a central park type of environment. It's such a weird thing that you think like when you see the concept of of central park, you're a bit like yeah, but it's the inside of a cruise ship. It is so surprising how it does feel like an outdoor park. 
because it's so big and because you've kind of got the cabins on the walls either side of you and you've got all these like trees and you've got all these little shops and everything, it, it 100% on the Oasis class of ships, at least anyway, feels like you're walking through a urban park. Right. And it's lovely because it's usually a bit quieter because they don't have as much live music. It's usually like more of a trio or like a violinist or something like that. It definitely feels like a little quiet haven in the center of the ship, but you're still outside, so you still get that feeling of fresh air or the warm Caribbean breeze type of thing. It's such a cool concept, and it's a really lovely space, especially like in the early evenings as well. If you're a couple that likes to kind of have a glass of wine or two, that's usually where vintage can be kind of... So if you want to kind of just sit and relax and drink a Prosecco or a wine or something, you get in a more sophisticated outdoor space type of thing, and I think it's, it's lush. I loved it. I wish I would have spent more time on it when I was on board Wonder, at least anyway. Yeah, I do love that. I'm really looking forward to the idea of that because that's one thing that I think some ships really lack is space where you feel like you're outside. So especially some of the newer ships, like on the older ships, you could go and have a drink on a bar that was up on top and overlook and it was open. But because all yeah. that space has now been utilised, you don't get that. So this will give me that 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 I really enjoy. Yes. So where is the pearl on the ship? Is the pearl on the Royal Promenade? So kind of over three stories from my own memory, um, the pearl is this giant structure that's kind of, um, as you walk into the ship, usually in a typical embarkation period, the pearl will be in front of you. And it is this beautiful three-story art installation that leads from the first floor on Royal Promenade. You can walk up to it and go into the second floor of Royal Promenade. And I forgot the name of the cafe, but there's a cafe. And I think it is literally like Pearl View or Ocean View, something like that. But there is a cafe as well, right then where the pearl leads to. Um, so you can kind of go in and have those gorgeous floor to ceiling panoramic views of the ocean, sit and have a coffee, but then also see the pearl. But if you look in Central Park, you can just see the top of the pearl as well right. in a glass kind of at the top of Central Park as well. So it does, it goes over multiple floors, the pearl. I'm quite excited to see that actually, because I think, it just is something yeah. that makes things different again, isn't it? And looking at the picture of the Royal Promenade, it's, they've got entertainment space up there as well. Yeah, it's it's definitely, again, I've only ever been on like two Royal ships, um, Anthem and Wonder, and Royal Promenade's very different on those two ships, very different to each other, but they still got the same core concept. It feels like, from everything I've seen so far, and again, obviously you've got to get on board and see it yourself, but it feels like the Royal Promenade concept is very different again. And I think they're trying to make it more open air, more light, more airy type of thing. The fact that where like the Pearl Cafe is, it's floor to ceiling window and it, you can see it on the side of the ship. If you look on the side of the ship, there's like this giant um, rectangle. It's all floor to ceiling glass on that part. So they're letting, they're letting more light into the center of the ship than they've ever let in on any other class of ship as well. So I think it's going to be a really lovely ship to kind of just sit in in the daytime if you wanted to. Because not everybody likes sitting in the sun. Me and Phil don't. But you still have that amazing connection to the ocean, sit in a cafe, watch the world go by. So it's just going to be an incredible ship. Yeah, I think that that is something that probably they were missing before that they're going to really offer now. That some other ships do do where you've got those un uninterrupted views of the ocean no matter what the weather. So Thrill Island and that looked phenomenal. So I know that that's something that I'd do. I know that our boys would, would love it. It says here the largest water park at sea with six record-breaking slides. If, if you're watching on video, if I can just move over, you can just get a bit of a glimpse of that. I mean, it's just phenomenal. It's uh, these slides as well. Like when I saw the mock-ups of Icon at the, at the beginning, I was like, how is she going to float? Because the, the sheer amount of water slides and pools on that top deck 
is incredible. Like I've never seen a ship with so many pools on the top deck type of thing. And there's so many options. And some of these slides are better than some water parks that I've been to kind of thing around the world. They've got some absolutely incredible slides. And again, it's hard not to become a big kid when you kind of get on board and you see all those amazing slides. I, I, they just look so much fun. Well, you've got the pressure drop, which you can just see if, again, if you're watching on video, I can't coordinate my finger to there. Um, and that's a six <laughs> incline. So that's um, a free fall slide. Now, I went on another cruise line that promised to do something like that and it had a loop in it and people were getting stuck <laughs> all the time. So I never got to go on it and you couldn't have any metal on. It was like, you literally had to go on this slide blooming naked yeah. later. So let's hope that that gives more than that and that um, you can actually go on it. Yeah. And it works and people don't get stuck. Um, and then you've got the 46 foot tall frightening bolt which is a small the tallest drop slide at sea oh that could be that um storm really? surge and hurricane hunter which are the first family raft slides at sea for four riders so you can see that right that there. must be that bowl yeah. then so the one that literally it looks amazing with its clear perspex over the edge of the ship as well like that's going to be so trippy to do that you'd pay for you <laughs> fell off wouldn't you but i mean gravity must be tough, right? it wouldn't be there would it if you could fall off um and then you've got storm chasers so that's duo mat racing so i don't know if that's wet or dry that'll be wet yeah and then you've got um the crown edge which is part skywalk this is not slides part ropes and part thrill ride mm. so it so it just says it culminates in a surprising shocking moment that will see travelers swing 154 feet above the ocean this is a definite no for me at all yeah, i've say, seen video clips of it <laughs> no i no, definitely no. do it I, just... like, I am gonna get you on that <laughs> I've seen people do this trail and it does look like fun if you're into that type of thing. You will not get me near it for this life. But you know the the crown and anchor logo on the side of the ship? It quite literally is a trail that goes around the outside of the ship and you go past the crown and anchor logo on on the icon of the seas type of thing and you have to kind of walk across all these different shapes. And then, yeah, the last bit of it is a free-fall slide across the edge of the ship, back onto the ship. But I'm like, no, not oh, for me. You're obviously in a harness. God. It's a complete, like, you're in a harness. It's completely safe. But you are however many decks, like 18 decks above the ocean. No, not for me. <laughs> Fun for some, not for me. I'd definitely do it. I'm just looking now at images. I mean, you've still got your Flow Rider, which I don't think any Royal Caribbean ship would be the same without. Have you done the Flow Rider? <laughs> no. No, I've never been able to get on it. It's always busy every time, and we're always like, I'm not on long enough. So that's why I'm hoping if we have this longer sailing, I'm going to get a chance to do it. Well, I queued up with the kids. I did it, you know. So I've got a blog post all about it, and I can write that and talk about it because I did it. And it was brilliant. (laughs) It was really good. There's a golf, crazy golf, which I think they took out of some ships, didn't they? Yeah, really big um, mini golf course as well. And I think that was a mistake. So they haven't got it on um, Odyssey. And I miss that because I really enjoy just having a pot around. And I think all families do. I think it's just nice to go up there and get a sea breeze. So there's a lot. And then, then obviously, you've got the – there's a whole splash area for children with younger – no, parents with younger children. So they've got like a whole dedicated area with water slides, splash. (laughs) Children with younger parents. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, probably yes, because <laughs> there's some, you know, more mature parents to have younger That's children. That's the category I would be in anyway, like. <laughs> like... 
But it looks bad. There's a whole this, area. Um, the surf side now. Yes. Sorry, I'm just going for. I'm jumping from bit bit to bit. But that's away from the pole. No, no, that's fine. I think. Is it? Is it away from the pole? Well, this is what's really cool as well. So yeah, well, this is what's different about it as well. So historically, on Oasis class of ships, this kind of kids' pool area was normally kind of up on the top of the ship. Um, but what's interesting is they've actually moved it now. So it's actually down on. I don't know what deck number it is, but it's down on kind of the back back of the ship yeah. with the, what is normally the promenade um the boardwalk sorry so what is normally the boardwalk on oasis class of ships is now a whole zone dedicated to kind of the families and the kids um so they've obviously got their own wet play area this is where the merry-go-round is going to be the sweet shop conveniently located next door to all yeah. these like kids water parks and everything so this could either be for some families hell on earth because that's where all the kids are going to be going or it's going to be the ultimate playground for families. And what's really nice is it's all together for a change as well. So kids and families won't have to go very far type of thing to kind of hang out and relax together. And again, these family rooms overlook this space as well. So kind of all those families can stay in the rooms nearby. They've only got a couple of decks to go to it. They can see all the entertainment, all the fun that's happening there. It just looks like a really great space. And from my understanding, the kids clubs are nearby as well. So it's all kind of in this one contained zone area to keep all the families, which depending on your perspective, is either a good thing or a bad thing. I think it's brilliant because, obviously, you know my cruise ship pool thing. And there were times on Odyssey of the Seas where the pools were shut down because children had been in the pool and there were incidents. So they were shut down. And it was all the time because pay- people were taking their kids in when they shouldn't have been in. And so, actually, I think it, it gives kids an amazing space and families an amazing judgment-free yeah. space to be absolutely but then it also gives adults a bit of space to enjoy the pool yeah that don't want to be splashing kids jumping in and landing on their heads absolutely and, you know i love families and i love families being around me but i also want to have a bit of pool time which sometimes you don't get when when there's no dedicated area. and it's not the kids fault it's that there's maybe not a dedicated area for them like this. So this is going to solve a lot of problems for everybody. Definitely. Absolutely. I think that's that's why I think it's so great that they're doing it. It's not that they're trying to intentionally keep everyone away from each other, which there are perks to that. I think it's just giving the kids an even bigger, safer space to kind of be in as well and give them that space. It's not that then, like the pools on the top as well, they have, you know, kiddie-friendly pools, but it's just if you're looking for kind of the tykes area where they've got the splash zone and all that type of stuff, this is where it's going to be type of thing. It's all mm-hmm. together in one space. There are totally family-friendly pools on the top of the ship as well in the typical spaces. So it's not like this is the only place they can go. Um, it's just they've separated the spaces a bit cleaner now as well. So, yeah, they've got two totally different zones. And it just means as well, like, I don't know if you've seen the picture of it yet, but if you then go back up to the top deck, you've got the hideaway pool, um, which is that gorgeous infinity pool that kind of straddles between the two right. different back parts of the ship. That, to me, sailing, sailing, you know, seeing sail away from a port and just having that pool sitting there with a cocktail just looks incredible, honestly. It's such a great use of that space instead then to make that right. a really elevated space instead. And is that extra or is that just adults only? Include No, it's not it's, it's not adult only, that space. It's just obviously it's primarily aimed at the adult oh, market. Right, okay. But anyone can go in, in that part anyway, the hideaway one, the one that's overlooking the back of the ship. Um, they have a DJ play in there right. and things like that. There is an adult only pool on the side of that. I forgot what it's called, but there is an adult only then with um, a... Uh, what's this a swim up bar it's got a swim up bar area and it's a complete splash zone right. type of thing florida only i forgot what that's called but that's at the top of the ship as well i think it's like in chill zone or something like that um but they have an adult only pool as well on the top of the ship which again i don't think i'm aware of a royal ship having an adult only pool space on in such a prime space as well 
So if we go to the main pool area, obviously you've got your baby pool or your children's pool and splash pools at the back, but there's also many yeah, other pool options. So do you want to start us off on that? Because there's loads. Yeah, well, this is the thing. Like we, I got confused as well because there are so many pools. So obviously we've talked about the hideaway pool, which is that gorgeous sunset view, the one that's over the back of the ship and overlooking kind of the, the wake of the ship as well. So that's going to be incredible. But then the one that I was talking about before, the swimmer pool is called Swim and Tonic. I thought it was adult only, but it's not. But it, it is a swimmer bar pool. So <laughs> it's pretty much going to be full of adults type of thing, isn't it? So... Um, that looks incredible as well. So you've kind of got all those like water beds that you can sit in as well, the ones that are submerged in the water. If you're somebody who just likes to sit in the water but not be in it. But then obviously then you've got very much like when you're a perfect day cook, okay, you've got the kind of swimmer pool bar as well. That's going to be incredibly popular on a sea day as well, definitely. Um, and then nearby, you've got Royal Bay, um, which is your more traditional kind of pool that you would see on maybe a Royal Caribbean ship. But I don't know if you can spot it in the picture, but can you see one of the kind of iconic celebrity um, edge series martini um, or champagne flutes yes. hot tubs on the bottom left. Yeah, they look amazing. Amazing for people watching. <laughs> and also, it looks like, and it might just be the pictures, the water goes up above the pool level so that actually your feet are in it as you're walking around it and the sunbeds are in it. Absolutely. So that's really good for keeping cool because sometimes you just might not want to go in but you want to keep cool. So that's brilliant. It was a big feature they talked about as well when they announced the ship as well, that there's a lot more water space on there. So yeah, these pools expand further than ever because there's a lot more kind of, you know, lapping or sitting in space than most pools. It's not just a, here's a pool, get in the pool. There's lots of like shallow water for you if you wanted to, to cool down in or just splash yourself in type of thing. It's very much more of a, a loungy pool, drinky pool, relaxy space rather than <laughs> those technical terms, rather than it being just a pure lap pool type of thing in the middle of the ship. Yeah, and I, I think that w- it defines areas so that even though it's saying it's not saying it's that only area or whatever, yeah. areas are definitely more defined and families yeah. will radiate, I think, to certain areas. So then we've got the Cloud 17, which just looks incredible. And that is within spitting distance of lime and coconut as well. So, you know, if you have a very um supportive husband who will happily bring you cocktails while you're sat in the pool <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you can shout your order to them from the pool side which i think is amazing poor chris and phil would be backwards and forwards <laughs> <laughs> since you're up <laughs> just one more <laughs> yeah <laughs> but again though that swim up edge to the edge of the glass as well you know just state-of-the-art cruise ship design as well but again as you say offering just a variety of spaces as well so if you're somebody who wants to not be by the edge because you know you suffer with vertigo or if you want that kind of you know luxury edge of the pool experience as you're kind of out looking out to ocean this ship has every space for every type of person but this is the adult only this one is definitely adult only which again given that it's spitting distance from lime and coconut i think is very fitting what I'm hoping, I mean, actually, before I go on to say that, I'll, I have got the pictures in front of me, the suite lounge, uh, the suite area, and it looks phenomenal. And then you've got lots of sitting areas around and a pool. It's only a plunge pool, but enough um, probably for the amount of suites you've got on. And it looks fantastic. But I think what what I'm seeing here when I'm looking at the cove pool is like they've got table areas in the middle where you can put drinks on. And I think they're very much going that large resort vibe where – Pool time is important, and I think that that's something that maybe is lacked on some ships, that there's not enough pool. Uh, that's good because they're listening to what people want and making that Absolutely. availability. People want to lounge and chill. Yeah. 
And I think it's like you were saying as well, they're all quite different. They all offer lots of obviously water space, but they're all very different in their atmosphere. Some have got live music, some yeah. have got DJs, some are pool bars, some are like relaxy bars. Um, there's just lots of variety. So you're not going to go kind of whether yeah. you're a water person, because I feel like we're all different water people. I will happily sit in a shallow pool but- all day type of thing and just relax and splash myself as I get too hot type of thing and sit there with a cocktail. Other people like to stand in full body water. And yeah, no, that's me. Obviously, I am. They always say, oh, I'm hot. I find myself type of thing. Whereas some people like standing in water with a drink type of thing and being at a bar. Like everyone loves to use a pool differently. And I think this ship does definitely, you know, give a pool for every type of person. I think it's great. I like to sit with a book in a pool with a cocktail. Do you? Yeah. So I can read the book. Hat on. In one of those like recliners in the water. Well, not even just sat in the water. So it's just like up to my waist. I can sit with my knees up, lean on my knees, read my book, my cocktails on the side, and then I'm upset then. I'm happy. <laughs> so, <that's, laughs> so that suits me. It looks good. One thing as well, jumping back to where you talked about the, um, when you just talked about the sweet neighborhood pool as well, I think it's interesting, worth touching upon now. And I don't do sweet class personally, so I don't know it that well. But this ship offers as well the first ever junior suite that has Sky Class benefits as well. Um, so I think that's quite yeah. an interesting thing and a change for the Royal brand as well. It's because some people want that sweet experience, but maybe they can't afford to jump up to full suite class. Yeah. So they've introduced kind of a new bridging gap now where the junior suite, which is a suite, doesn't typically get you sweet perks, whereas now it does. Um, so there are two different types of junior suite. There's a Sky Suite, um, Sky Junior Suite, and a Junior Suite as well. So you can choose if you want to pay that little bit extra to then get access to, you know, the sweet neighborhood and coastal kitchen and things like that. So I think that's a nice step forward as well for the brand. Yeah, that's brilliant because you don't necessarily, like we would need a bigger cabin. So to have that and have the access, because what we want is the access, not necessarily the giant cabin. Yeah. So that that is really really absolutely good. yeah and i think as well for those people who maybe want to try sweet class but maybe can't afford it i think it's going to be a nice gateway entryway into kind of maybe sweet experience without having to break the bank and the prices they're expensive obviously because it's a new ship but they're not that expensive yeah. compared to looking at full-on sweet class there's a there's a big difference between a standard suite and the junior suite sky class so it's just a new class but it was interesting no that's it is it's quite exciting isn't it that again they're, they're listening as a brand and offering stuff that they didn't do before, which yeah. I like. So, what about our favourite subject? What bars? What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you didn't even prom me on that one, and I was like, yeah. I'm guessing you mean yeah. the bars. So, dueling piano. Mm, definitely. Which I'm not a fan of. I've not been to one that's been very good, but I know they're incredibly cool. popular with people. People love a good Julian piano, piano bar, and I believe it's the first ever, isn't it, for a royal fee where they've had a dedicated yeah. bar I mean, for I'm it? I'm wondering, is there a schooners or does that take over from schooners? Possibly. I I haven't seen I, mean, I should get a deck plan, really, shouldn't we, and tick yeah. things off that we know <laughs> of, but I'm not aware of like playmakers and things like that being on board, so it could be a new version of that concept, yeah. definitely. Playmakers is on board. I don't think they could take that out. Oh, is it? I think for sports fans, I just think that's um, that for my boys, that's where they spend all their time just because they they have to check on every sport in the world and what's going on. So the overlook looked incredible. I mean, I've I've been in the overlook all the time. I think. So what can you tell us about that? So the well, the overlook is part of um the aquadome. So this is going to be kind of those little spaces, and again, it's a really immersive. 
you know, multimedia space, which looks so cool type of thing. But again, you can find and there's a bit of uncertainty about whether or not some of the booths are chargeable, like as if they're reservable spaces. I've not seen anything that says they are. Um, but there's lots of like little elevated pods with all lighting in there for you to kind of sit in. I believe they're on first come first serve rather than chargeable, but there's loads of little space for you to go to explore. And again, this is right at the front of the ship in all that amazing glass dome. So again, if you're in port or you're sailing from port, you can have those beautiful panoramic views as well. Just again, a lovely another space to kind of spend your evenings in as well. Um, and just have a little wander around kind of the aqua dome space um, in the evenings. And then for atmosphere, they've got the, the jazz and blues bar, which I just think you've always got to enjoy a bit of jazz on a cruise. And the Ryan Bean. So you've just been telling me about this. So go on, tell me about the Ryan Bean. Oh, my God. As soon as they announced this, I was ready to book my cruise type of thing. And I'm a coffee addict, like, and I think you're the same as me. But Ryan Bean, again, is also in the Aqua Dome, and it's a multifunction space. So obviously during the daytime, it's a coffee shop. And in the evening, it's very much a bar. But the theme of it is it's going to be coffee cocktails throughout the day available Definitely. as well. So like our signature cocktail or our wedding was an espresso martini. So I can guarantee you... We would have to pull Phil away from this bar every single night if they had, you know, loads of coffee cocktails, especially if they had multiple different types of espresso martinis. I think me and Phil would be there most nights. Yeah, what was it I've recently? Caramel martini. That was a well good caramel espresso martini. Yeah. Last time I was on a cruise with you two, we drank quite a lot then, didn't we? Yes, they're, they're our favourite. So I'm looking there at one that I'd like, which is Bubbles. Um, so they've got really? a Really? I haven't bar. seen that one yet. And I really like that for before. Did I just go in and have a, a glass of? Pink fish. Mm. Oh, got the Trellis Bar, the Lobby Bar, which is that the one that's in Central Park, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So that's a new venue as well in Central Park. Yes, yeah, this is a new addition to Central Park. So again, if you are somebody like Champagne by the Glass, it's all my trainings coming back to me now. Everything I've been told all of a sudden. Oh yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> um, but the picture of it, it just looks. It looks like this little beautiful French trellis in the middle of Central Park. Yeah. Pop by, get a glass of bubbles. Oh. That's where your drinks package is going to be worth it, isn't it? The traditional on Freedom Class, they've got the champagne bar, which is sort of opposite guest services. And we used to always go in there for, for a glass of fizz before dinner because it's just a nice pre-dinner drink. Yeah. Um, Absolutely, so I used to love yeah. it in there. Um, you can imagine me and Donna Clark in the champagne bar. It was just <laughs> a bit messy sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting to do that. No, like, oh, it crap, no, it's six o'clock. Here they come. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just yeah. going back to my room. Yeah, they used to do. I remember they used to, like, if you've got like a nice champagne, you'd get canapes and they'd give you like strawberries and chocolate. Mm-hmm. So you'd go for that as well. So, yeah. But um, yeah, it was good. It was really good. So the English pub is called The Point and Feather. I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, there's just so many venues, isn't there? Aren't there? Oh, I found Playmakers now as well. So yeah, there is a Playmakers. I didn't spot that one. Yeah, oh, that's as well. It's got a dedicated karaoke bar as well. Which is good for me because I hate karaoke, so I can avoid that. <laughs> See, sober me hates karaoke. Drunk me loves karaoke and has to be pulled away from a karaoke bar, despite the fact that I have no vocal talent whatsoever. But I have no butchered one. many a classic song in a karaoke bar in late tonight. Like... It's my biggest fear. I just don't want to sick before doing it. I just uh... But um, yeah, you'll be in there. I'll I'll be drinking champagne at the champagne bar or in Playmakers, watching outer Mongolian shot putting, no doubt, with the boys because they'll watch anything. Um, I've heard the wings but... are amazing though, and I keep meaning to go get the wings in Playmakers. And every time I'm on board the ship, I keep missing them. Last time we was old, so I do three different strengths. 
and Joe, you could do like different sizes. So Joe said, let's just order a massive one and get the hot. <laughs> so Jack and I aren't into hot, hot. So he said, no, we're not, we're not eating the hot. So we'll get like the hickory smoked. So we, we convinced Joe that he couldn't eat this full thing of ribs, uh, uh, wings. Chris will eat anything. He's not bothered about spicy. So we said, we'll go 50, 50. Well, Joe <laughs> at one, his lips were bright red and he couldn't eat any. So we were like, well, he's rouse. We're not sharing. You you made your choice, but um, I ended up giving him a few. But yeah, he couldn't eat them. Have you seen the hot one challenge? The kind of thing all the celebrities do where they go and have that interview where they got to eat gradually hotter wings. This kind of the interview goes up. I think we should do that as oh, a podcast if we yeah. film when we're on board Royal. Yeah. We- <laughs> 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 we'll just share a pack of wings and we'll do the hot one challenge. The cocktail. We definitely need to do an on ship version obviously my hair will not much better than it is at the moment but uh, the burgers are amazing in playmakers as well and uh, they do gluten-free do they gluten-free burgers yeah uh, see phil wasn't with me the two Ooh. times i've been on royal phil hasn't been with me um so yeah we haven't had the um full rundown of how easy it is to do gluten-free but i get the impression it's quite easy to do gluten-free on royal they actually have a whole section in the buffet i mean it's the only cruise ship that i know that i've got such an extensive burger area um, and as I, I've told you this before, but as I went every day, he was waiting for me. What do you want? Yeah. Oh, nope, I'm happy with it. Um, but they, they absolutely, that they were brilliant. I think they're the best, apart from Avalon, um, I think they're the best mm-hmm. cruise I've been on for gluten-free. Yeah, Celebrity's Buffet was really good for him. He really enjoyed the buffet on, on Celeb. So I think, you know, same company, different budget, but they should both have the same approach, hopefully. Yeah, definitely. It was brilliant. So, I mean, food and drink, I just... So we haven't even looked at specialty dining. I mean, what specialty dining is there? I've got a graphic, an overview graphic, and I think it's looking at kind of light bites, if I'm right. Uh, So I've got some of the lighter bites places to eat. So you've got places like Surfside Eatery, which is the family-friendly bite size. I'm guessing that's Surfside, so that's going to be down by where the kids' pool and kids' play area is. Um, then you've got Suicide Bites as well, which okay. has got mac and cheese bites. It's one of the things they, they list on there as well. And it's also going to be where Sprinkles ice cream oh. is. So that just sounds amazing. Um, base Camp is the home base for delicious provisions in the middle of Thrill Island. So again, this is going to be up by the water park again. So they say things like soft bite pretzels with cheese sauce. So very much grab and go food as well. Um, something that we've missed earlier on, but as well, there's going to be the deserted milkshake bar as well. So if you want to kind of get those gourmet uh, milkshakes and uh, ice cream drinks and things like that as well that's going to be from there um, and then also pier 7 is one i don't know where this is it doesn't say on this list um but you've got pier 7 which is an all-day brunch spot with a laid-back vibe which has shrimp and mango oh wow shrimp and mango limed um tostadas which that'll be where you'll find me and at, they've got a loco fresh now they were brilliant to gluten free yeah, really yeah, good yeah well, we avoided that the whole cruise because it was really busy and then one day i thought i'm gonna go and see what the fuss is they're not going to do gluten free so I went up and asked a question, and they had gluten-free wraps. I could have kissed the man, <laughs> um, and it was incredible. Yeah, I loved El Loco Fresh on Wonder. It was seriously brilliant. And Sorrento's will do you gluten-free pizza. If oh, you will sell they? Them gluten-free pizza tomorrow. Now, I, I never did that because I thought I'll eat the whole pizza. I just, no, it's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. So I used to have the salad while, while everybody else had pizza. Wouldn't you just go for a quick snack? But Sorrento's pizza is just amazing. But, yeah, they will do gluten-free mm-hmm. as well. Um so I've also seen here, which is something I've always wanted to do, and it's never been on a ship that I've been on, is Hooked. Mm-hmm. 
I've heard, yeah, I've not done it, but I've heard really good things about it. There's a nice picture of a lobster on there. I doubt that. Oh, I'd love that. They've got Giovanni's. Now, Giovanni's is on, honestly, yeah, it's amazing. And Top's Grill, food to die for. I think that the what time that we've done it, the, the experience wasn't great, but the food was yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just so much choice of food. All different varieties as well, though. So whether you're looking for something quick, grab and go, or whether you want something that's a bit more kind of casual sit down, or whether you want something that's a bit more formal, there's there's options for everyone. And I think, again, it just goes back to this thing. And this is why large ships like the Oasis class, the Icon class, and, you know, world class by MSC, they're all just so great because they offer so much choice for everyone. So if you're worried about like, you know, you're traveling with a big group of people and so and so and so is really fussy. They don't like certain things or they'll only eat a certain way type of thing. This is where these ships are perfect for those people because they offer something for everyone. Like you're not going to struggle to fill seven days. I don't think you could eat everywhere in seven days. I'll try. Don't get me wrong. I don't think you could yeah. eat everywhere in seven days. But you're not going to go hungry. And we went on a cruise recently, didn't we, where we there was a certain time of day that we couldn't <laughs> even get a packet of crisps and still was hangry. And, yeah. And that's why I love about more. There's always food. And then you've got your room service, which I've, they've never let us down with that. That's always been brilliant. And I know that this has been a bit of a picky episode, but the ship just bamboozles me. I think just going through and trying to find out and, and discover everything that's on it. And I think you've got to get on it, haven't you, to experience it. I think that's the only way to really see this ship. I'm going to be very envious. By the time this episode goes out, there's going to be, you know, what, 5,000, 7,000 very, very happy people setting off on the inaugural sailing of this ship, and they're going to be experiencing everything for the first time. And there's only a handful of people, and I hate the whole concept of inaugural sailings and how people get obsessed over them, but there are only so many people who get to do these things for the first time. Um, so I'm very envious of those people who are going to be the first to kind of explore Icon and see all those little yeah. hidden things as well, because I'm sure... There's loads of artwork, loads of <clears throat> entertainment that they've not shared yet that those people are going to get to see and then hopefully they'll share yeah. with us then kind of via vlogs and uh, Instagram and things like that as well. It's going to be it's going to be a very exciting um, yeah. couple of weeks anyway as we kind of get to see people share all the details about what's, what's on Icon. That looks exciting. And then just quickly, before we wrap the episode up though as well, I think is entertainment as well is a big one. Obviously, we've talked about the Aqua Theatre or the Aqua Dome and the fact they're going to have those, you know, trademark Royal Aqua shows. But you've also got an ice rink on board as well. So you're going to have all the ice skating shows as well. Yeah. Now, that's the first ever round ice skating rink at sea. So they're not just going to kind of do what they're already doing. They're taking that even further again and having, again, another um, innovation in kind of the ice skating show on board. And again, that becomes laser tag in the evenings as well. and becomes a nightclub on some nights. So again, multifunction space, more options for you. And then obviously you've got the traditional Royal Theatre as well, the main theatre, and every ship gets its own Broadway show as well as its own signature shows. And their big headline show for this ship is going to be The Wizard of Oz as well, which I think is so cool to have such a classic quintessential story as well, brought to life on stage on board Icon. I think it's a show that everyone can fall in love with. So again, that'll be an amazing one to kind of be on board and see a full, you know, version of The Wizard of Oz on stage. It'd be interesting to see how that that's put on stage though, because obviously the the one I love and see it multiple times is Wicked, which is so different yeah. because it's about the dark side of Oz. So it'll be interesting to see how this transfers to stage and yeah, I'm just really curious to see what it's like as a theatre lover. Uh, but yeah, so I mean the shows, I mean the Aquadome shows and the Ice shows look amazing there's just so much what, what's this show band you've got featuring the largest orchestra orchestra really? at sea well, crazy 
Yeah, I'd love that. Yeah, it, there's so much, and, and you're just never going to get bored. You don't, you're not going to get time, and that that's why I find when you go on a big mega ship like this, you get off and think, oh, I need to do that, I need <laughs> yeah. to do that. You almost need a bit of an itinerary. Yeah, yeah, just make sure you see. And everything. then you need a rest when you get home. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that's the great thing, though. She offers something for everyone, whether you don't want to go with a big family group, whether you're couples, whether you're, you know, just you and the kids type of thing. There's something for everyone on board the ship, and everyone's going to come away feeling satisfied. Nobody's going to come away thinking, oh, great, I've spent a lot of money, and the kids have had a great time, and I've had a miserable time. Everyone will have a fantastic time on this ship. You've got to be hard-pressed to not find something mm. to enjoy. So just to let people know as well what she's doing. So um, Icon of the Seas is doing seven-night sailings from Miami. Um, so she's departing every week, seven-night sailings Miami, doing East and West Caribbean. So again, classic Caribbean route. Um, but there's a reason why she's doing it. She's a brand new ship. So you get to go to ports that you know and love on a brand new ship as well. So if you are ever interested in booking from the UK and doing a package holiday with flights, maybe going off and visiting the Key West or possibly going up to visit Disney, I would love to help you. Um, I specialize in cruise and Disney. So you can find me anywhere online under magical-traveler.com um, or you can find me on all social media under magical TRVLR. Um, but Sarah, I know as well, your website, you've got a wealth of information on Florida, but also on Royal Caribbean as well. Where's the best place the guys can find that? So you can find us on cruisingwithkidscruisingforall.com. And also we've got quite a, well, a lot of Florida stuff on mini travelers. So both places, different audiences. But if you want cruise, it's cruising for all and cruising with kids. Brilliant. Amazing. Other than that, guys, I hope you've enjoyed this episode and we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.